You are listening to Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. I'm your host, Pat Ivey. And I'm your co-host, Mackenzie. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. Culture of accountability is when a lot of your athletes are doing what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing how they're supposed to be doing it. Competence. Do your athletes know what they're supposed to be doing so that they can do what they're supposed to be doing? Are they committed? Will they see it from the start to the finish? Will they complete the task? Are they consistent? Mark Allnut is the current director of athletics at the University at Buffalo. He is the former deputy athletics director at the University of Memphis, also former director of athletics at Southeast Missouri State University. He had various roles at the University of Missouri that includes senior associate AD for administration, associate AD for administration, assistant AD for football operations, director of football operations, administrative video graduate assistant for football. Also, he's a former student athlete at the University of Missouri. He is currently married to Kate. They have four children, Jaron, Kenley, Mason, and Aiden. And most of all, I think I like to introduce him as one of my best friends. Welcome to the show, Mark Allnut. Hey, Pat. No, thank you for having me. Glad, glad to be on. And, you know, obviously our relationship, you know, spans close to 30 years and uh, looking forward to, to having this discussion. And I also like to say this, you know, I appreciate all that you do for um, this profession. And when I say this profession, I'm not talking about just the strength and conditioning, but I'm just talking, I'm talking about administration and higher uh, education, in particularly um, collegiate athletics in general. So thank you for all that you do. Well, I appreciate that. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, you know, for me, I was a knucklehead football player, you know, in, in high school. You know, I love the game. Um, in, in high school, I was that six foot tall, uh, 205 pound offensive tackle, which, uh, you know, as you know, the sport of football, there's not too many of those guys running around uh, <laughs> on a roster playing, playing left tackle like I did. But uh, fortunately for me, I had the opportunity uh, at Missouri based on the fact that the quarterback behind me, who was a junior, was a national recruit. And Missouri came and recruited him. And as that coach came in, they saw my film and just saw, you know, the the motor that I had and, and thought I'd be a great fit at Missouri. And, and they offered me a preferred walk-on uh, position, which, uh, you know what, I was totally blindsided by that. I, I had planned on playing uh, Division three football at Drake University up in Des Moines. So when this opportunity came about, plus the opportunity to actually uh, receive a academic scholarship at the University of Missouri, it was a no-brainer for me to for me to do that. And uh, I enjoyed my career at the University of Missouri. Um, you know, was was not all American or all Big Twelve performer, but you know, a valuable teammate and 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 team player. And and just not the football side of things. It was the experience that uh, resonated with me and. And after I graduated in December of 1995, I went back to Kansas City, but had, had a longing to uh, get back in athletics. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the very beginning, you know, of my journey. But um, I, the game really uh, brought me to where I'm at, you know, right now. And for me to be in a position of, of leadership, you know, at an FBS institution and, and more importantly, being, a, you know, a, a black man 
uh, in a position of leadership that's, you know, there's there's few of us at that level. You know, I feel the the responsibility to, to do the best I can do in leading a program, but also understand my responsibility to give back and and help others, you know, see their career path uh, to this chair as well. I'd like to piggyback off of what you just mentioned, um, helping other people see their career path to where you are. Can you take us through that a little bit uh, further in depth? You know, um, you have your degree, you have a master's in public administration. um, But what did that look like, your decision and then your path from going from a student athlete to having been in so many administrative roles and now being a director of athletics? Well, for me, I, I wanted to coach, plain and simple. Um, you know, when I was a student athlete, you know, I, I saw that, you know, as my only career path in collegiate athletics to, to, to coach. And when I was back in Kansas City after I graduated, um, you know, I was, I was working in the liquor industry and I constantly had an eye back, you know, on the University of Missouri and how can I return? So after a year and a half uh, on blind faith, I went back to Columbia, Missouri and and started pursuing a master's degree. That would, have, that would have been the fall of 97. And then spring of 98, uh, there was an opening for that administrative video uh, graduate assistant position that Pat mentioned. You know, I applied for it. And, uh, you know, fortunately for me, uh, I always look at relationships. You know, you have to have strong relationships, and which I did with the coaching staff at that time. Uh, I, unfortunately, or fortunately went through a, and Pat did too, we went through a coaching transition during our career at the uh, University of Missouri. And, and some guys, I would say, and Pat would agree, embraced that transition while others didn't. And, you know, fortunately, uh, I embraced it. Pat, Pat also embraced it as well. And, um, you know, when I interviewed for that position, that, that resonated, you know, with, uh, with that coaching staff. So as administrative video graduate assistant, uh, you know, staffs back then were not like the staffs of today. Uh, you didn't have so much administrative support or analysts. It was essentially the coaches, the director of football operations, and you had three GAs, you know, along with the, the admins as well to help out. But, you know, my focus at the time was to, to start this role as administrative video GA. And then once one of the position graduate assistants, you know, rotated off or, you know, graduated, got a job, what have you, you know, I would slide right into that position. But for me in the role that I had, it was working with the director of football operations at the time. And having more of an understanding of how things operated, you know, within a, a college football program and even from a bigger picture, you know, within a um, athletic department and how it relates to, to campus. You know, I had the opportunity to, to learn, you know, more about, you know, how you market your program, um, learn more about, you know, what comprises a scholarship check, you know, the, the compliance associated with the, the financials of, of running a department. As a student athlete, you don't you don't know the how, you know, you just know the as I always say, the W's, the what, when, the why, the where and the who, but never the how. And so from that, you know, I was more intrigued about just the administrative aspect of of, uh, of a football program, which, you know, led to me, you know, really determining that was going to be my 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 career path. I, I earned my degree, my master's degree. And again, timing is always everything associated with, you know, what happens during your during your career path, uh, the director of football operations left that summer and I was approached by our head coach. And then also, too, for for whatever reason, our AD at the time had a, had a keen eye and interest um, in, in my development as well. Uh, Mike Alden, who was AD at the time, and they both approached me and, and offered me the, uh, the director of football operations position. I, I looked at that position as an opportunity to be the 
AD, so to speak, of a football program because you're working directly with the head football coach, but you're handling, you know, so many administrative duties and responsibilities and you're interacting with so many different areas within the athletic department and campus. And that, and that really honed and sharpened my skills in, in terms of having that experience for, for six years, uh, going through another coaching transition when, um, when Gary Pinkle came in and, and having the opportunity to learn, you know, from him and how he operated. So, you know, those six years were valuable in terms of laying that foundation for me, you know, to the point when Mike Alden eventually recruited me to become an administrator, you know, under, under his leadership and, and gave me more responsibilities and duties, you know, outside of the football program, but working obviously with football, but, you know, working with strength and conditioning and, and sports medicine and, and all type of areas to lay that foundation to, to become an athletic director. And, and I'm very grateful, you know, to be able to have that, that mentor, to be able to have that servant leader that was always looking out, you know, for others and, and you know, obviously giving us, empowering us to do our job, but also holding us accountable. That was that was very beneficial to my development, and, and I appreciate you know what he's done and, and what others such as Gary Pinkle's done, and and even being able to work with people I've had that had the pleasure to work with that have gone on to be ads or or even working with Pat Ivy here, uh, you know, learning from him as well. So again, you know, it takes you know not just education, you know, not just the experience of what your job duty entails, but you know, having those relationships and, and gaining that knowledge kind of outside of your purview that uh, laid that foundation for me to eventually go to uh, Southeast Missouri State and, and now be at the University of Buffalo. Mark, you mentioned being a video graduate assistant. I had completely forgotten about you entering back into college athletics through that um, that area. And I, I think we would both be remiss if we didn't talk about some of those relationships as we talk about, you know, a couple of our good friends, Daryl Chapman, Joe Love, and, and the group that we had um, that would constantly challenge each other and, and encourage each other to um, be our best. And as as you look back on how you got started, can you talk about the importance, because you mentioned relationships a few times, can you talk about the importance for our 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 student athletes are that may be listening to this show, the importance of the people that you have around you and how that is going to impact your trajectory and future. Well, hugely, hugely important, Pat. I mean, again, the group that you mentioned, you know, as, as you, as you say, um, you know, whether it's in jest or in most of the times it's serious. I mean, we, we challenge each other to do our best. We hold each other accountable. Um, when I say challenge each other to do our best, we, um, you know, it's, it's not just in our jobs, you know, it's to be a, a better husband, you know, be a better father. And, you know, that's a culmination of, you know, as I mentioned, close to 30 years of, of having a relationship uh, with, with guys like you. And that's and that's important to have, as I like to say, that that personal board of directors, you know, someone who you can go to and ask for you know advice or, you know, you don't feel um that, that, you know, there's that opportunity for, for help, um, you know, whatever the case might be, that's, that's important. And then also when you talk about relationships is, is who in the industry that, that you feel could, could be that mentor that you feel again, could be on that personal board of directors, uh, that I like to, that I like to use that, that can help guide you through, you know, what your career or help, give you advice when it comes to, you know, the, the challenges that you might face, uh, 
you know, on a, on the daily in regards to the job that you do and, and really have genuine relationships with them, not not people that you drop their your business card off to them, you know, in the lobby of some conference. But, you know, a person that, you know, is at that level where you can you can call them, you can text them, you can ask a question, whatever the case is, because, you know, I learned something earlier on. Um, had been at a conference and, and I used to be this person, you know, when, when, when looking at people who got jobs, you know, and, you know, again, this is, this is how I used to think, you know, uh, knowing that there were other people out there that might have had a better skill set, you know, might have had better knowledge, might have better ability in the job that they can do as compared to the person who got the job. You know, I will always say, well, you know what, that person knew this person and that's how they got the job. And you know what, that, that concept was quickly flipped and flipped the right way for me was it's not who, you know, it's who knows you and who can speak highly of you as a person, as a person that can bring value to an organization. And, and how can that person help influence, you know, your, your career, you know, development. So relationships are key and it's big. And, and, and as I mentioned earlier, earlier on, I mean, I could have been that student athlete that when we went through that coaching transition in 1994, um, you know, I, I could have been disheartened and, you know what, not not bought into the program, you know, been been that guy that, hey, you know, this staff didn't recruit me. So they don't they don't they don't think anything about me. You know, if I was that person that didn't value having that relationship with the new coach, then more than likely I might not be in this position I'm in right now because, you know what, that coach staff hired me and gave me a shot to put my foot in the door in this uh, in this business. In follow-up to, you said, you mentioned uh, genuine relationships, and I found that interesting because we're obviously, this is the age of social media that we're in now, and when you guys, when your friendship and your guys' group of friends was forming, it wasn't the same. Um, You know, social media opportunities now, you can, you know, just tweet at somebody or, you know, send somebody a direct message. We have kind of access to people that maybe wouldn't have otherwise had access to. And so I'm wondering if you, this is kind of a two-part question, um, if the relationships that you guys forged when you were student athletes and that, you know, personal board of directors, like you mentioned, do you think, is that possible in today's social media world? And then in addition to that, how is how has it changed in from this is kind of actually for both of you guys for your relationships with mentees because you guys are in positions now to mentor people and so i'm wondering how you go about that if it's via social media or are you finding are people finding ways to forge those mentorships off social media as well well, first of all, I'm, I'm so thankful there was no social media back when I first met this guy. <laughs> There'd probably be a lot of proof out there. I'm glad there was no social media back then. I'm glad there was no cell phones uh, back then. I'm not bad to worry about this dude saying phone check on the payphone. I was trying to call my mom, you know, Friday night before the game, and he and he blew me off the phone. So, um, so anyway, but no, I mean, uh, that's that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, you have so many people that reach out to you, you know, on, on the various social media media platforms that, that might try to direct message you or, or reach out to you, you know, via via LinkedIn. Um, as, as I tell people, you know, I, I appreciate that. But a lot of times, you know, our time is, is, is so busy, especially when it comes to just trying to follow everything on, on social media. You know, I, I'm more responsive when, and again, you're not going to see a, a letter, 
you know, from someone reaching out to you anymore. But, you know, if it's a if it's an email or if it's a if it's a person that I run into, you know, at a conference or maybe if I'm at a, um, um, you know, a, a competition, you know, somewhere and I have a young administrator, or even a coach, you know, reach out to me um, and, you know, I give them my business card, you know, as well. And I tell them to follow up with me. You know, that again is I feel is my obligation to, you know, if they do reach out to me, you know, after I told them to, to do it, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to, to be able to spend some time, you know, with them, you know, ask them the pertinent questions in terms of, uh, you know, what they're trying to do, you know, with their career and, and, you know, what advice I can give them and how can I how can I help? Um, you know, very similar to Pat. I mean, he's he's does, you know, the same thing. I had I had three of these calls yesterday where, um, you know, they were they're. Each one was set up uh, in, in a different way. But again, you know, for me, when I got back into collegiate athletics, you know, I felt the need to give back because, you know, I went down that path that a lot of young men and women are, are going through. And now that I'm in the position that I'm at now, that I'm in now, uh, you know, I feel that responsibility to give back to be able to help others you know, be able to get into, not just get into this profession, but be able to excel at this, at this profession. And then also, as I mentioned earlier on, you know, I'm, I'm one of uh, a few minority um, FBS athletic directors. And, and, I, and I feel that the, that pressure is on me to keep that pipeline, you know, open and, and available and, and be able to do the best job I can do, not just at the University of Buffalo, but be able to represent myself nationally and be able to hopefully able to open doors for others that want to, you know, follow in in my footsteps. This podcast is sponsored by Sorenex Exercise Equipment. Since 1980, Sorenex has been a family-owned business responsible for legendary innovations and training solutions that have changed the face of strength training. Today, Sorenex is the most sought-after strength brand for professional teams, colleges, high schools, and military units. During this process of growth, our clients have become an extended family to us, part of our brotherhood, our culture. We want to thank you, our customers, friends, and family for being the foundation on which Sorenex is built. We promise to do our best to continue to serve you with the best strength training equipment and service in the industry. Mark, I appreciate that. I would like for you to address a specific issue in this revolves around a conversation that happens in the strength and conditioning community. And the conversation is basically, uh, basically revolves around administration does not understand strength and conditioning coaches or professionals. And uh, I don't know if you and I have had that conversation, but the, the, I, the idea is that, as a strength and conditioning coach, no one understands what strength and conditioning coaches do. Uh, it's in particular administrators. So um, from your experience, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's unfair to ask that question. Here's why I say it's unfair because uh, the relationship that you and I have and, and the time we spent, you know, talking about what each of us do. And, you know, obviously the, the the issues and concerns that I might have as administrator. I mean, you share with me the issues and concerns that, that you have, you know, for the job that you do and, and the profession. And and I think 
because we're able to have that relationship and let's take aside the 30 years. I mean, let's just look at, you know, us being professionals and, and being able to to talk to each other and learn more about each other's, you know, challenges, you know, in, in this profession. And that's one thing that I, that I tell young people that, you know, what, hey, if you're in compliance, you know what? I want you to be the best compliance person that you can be. But if you truly have the intent of becoming an athletic director, you know what? Go upstairs to to development and, and learn about what they're doing. You know what? Go across the hallway to, you know, the business office and, and learn how to balance that budget. You know, go go downstairs to facilities and understand the work that they have to put in. What whatever the, the, the area is. So, you know, for me it's about having that that open door of communication and trying to learn uh, about, you know, the the various issues, you know, that are out there and and having more of a respect for the issues that, that are out there. Because again, we're all gonna have our issues, but you can't just set aside hey, that issue is not important because I'm, I'm not familiar with it. So I, I said it's unfair because, you know, what you know, you and I have forged that relationship to where, again, I'm not going to say here, I know I understand everything that's happening in, in that world. But you know what? You're a person that, you know, I, I can lean on. And I've, I've had the, the pleasure of the places that I've been after I left Missouri that, you know, the relationship between my office and that area is is strong. OK, because 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 of you, because I'm a little bit more well versed in that area. And, and my hope would be that, you know, others uh, in my chair, others in, in your chair or even the, the folks who are boots on the ground in, in athletic performance, you know, what can be able to have that dialogue. So there is more of understanding between the two different areas. And playing off that respect that you mentioned, um, you are actually the first athletic director that we have had on the Beyond Sets and Reps podcast. So thank you for that. But so because you're the first, could you take us, you mentioned all the different facets and departments and there's so much going on in an athletic department and it's easy as, you know, a student athlete or a coach or, you know, um, support staff or even as a fan it's easy to just look at it of like you know the stuff you see on tv or the day-to-day but as the athletic director it's obviously important for you to have an understanding of that day-to-day but you're also the one that needs to see it from you know the ten thousand or fifty thousand foot view whichever way you know however you want to look at it um so can you give us kind of an idea of what is your day-to-day you know is it like there's so much going on. So how, how does, how does it look for you? Well, you know what, first of all, um, you know, through this, through this COVID-19 era, um, you know, my wife finally believes I do more than just go to football games on Saturday. So because she (laughs) various Zoom calls and, and, and podcasts and everything else. So now she has appreciation of understanding I'm not just a cheerleader on, on Saturdays. No, but, um, but I, I, I will say this, um, it's it goes back to people and and being in a position to surround yourself with with good people. Um, I've been very fortunate to 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 have a foundation and knowledge of all areas associated with the athletic department and even areas within campus that that touch an athletic um, department. Which, uh, as you can imagine, there's so many. But I will sit here right now and say that I'm not an expert in in every area. So, you know, I want to surround myself with people who are those experts 
in the in the individual areas. OK, um, yes. Will there be times that, you know what, I'm going to make a decision, which what I feel is right, you know, for a department? Yeah, that, there, there are going to be those times. But, you know, the best leaders, and in my opinion, you know, the best departments, you know what, you empower your people who are experts in those areas. You empower them. But also you have to hold them accountable, which is which is which is truly important. So, you know, as 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 you move forward, as you can imagine, I'm not in the weeds, as you said, when it comes to the exact details of a budget. OK, I'm going to look more at macro numbers and where we need to be, uh, especially during these times, uh, being able to follow suit from our campus and, and the SUNY uh, system in terms of what we need to cut. Um you know, being able to work with people throughout, you know, our department and, and give them the opportunity as we're talking about budgets here, give them the opportunity to say, hey, here's what we need to cut. All right. From from your budget. OK, it's going to uh, amount to whatever percentage as AD. Here's one thing I want to preserve as best we can. The student athlete experience. OK, so let's focus on on that and what that means now. If it doesn't directly touch that student athlete experience, let's let's look at, you know, being able to 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 cut that number. And and you tell me, you come back to me with what that with what that might be. Now ultimately, you know, yes, it takes my approval to do it, but but here's the situation is that again, I'm empowering people to to be able to do their work, um, as I mentioned, by by holding them accountable. But because of that, you know, I feel that people are gonna be bought in more. And to the culture that we have here and understand that, hey, you know what? I have the ability to operate. I have the ability to, to, to do this without necessarily looking behind my back. And I, and I, and I feel that that is strongly important. Uh, again, the budget example through COVID is, 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 is just one example of all this. But, you know, you have to approach that for, for all your areas because you surround yourself with good people for a reason. And you have to utilize those good folks to, to again, add great value to the, um, to the department. But but more so, you know, make them feel that they are, you know, part of this department when it comes to high level decision making. And I know that you are constantly looking to improve yourself professionally and personally. And I know that you serve on a on at least one committee, maybe more that I'm unaware of. Can you talk about the importance of of serving on committees and maybe lead that into how those committees are addressing the social issues that are happening today in our society? That's a good question, Pat. Good two-part question. Um, committees are valuable because, as you mentioned, um, you know, I, I, feel in, I feel a couple ways about it. First of all, um, it, it's not about you. It's about the institution that you're representing being on this institution. I mean, I'm sorry, being on this committee, you know, allowing your institution to have input and a voice on whatever that committee, you know, might be. So right now I serve on the football oversight, you know, committee, uh, which is a collection of representatives from every FBS conference and, and a few representatives from the FCS, uh, a mixture of, of both ADs and, um, and uh, conference commissioners or conference folks, I should say. So for me, it's, it's twofold. You, you learn um, um, so much being on these committees that you're able to, to take what you learn, you know, back to your institution and be able to, again, uh, improve, you know, how you're how you're working and how you're operating at your institution. You know, the second aspect of that is, again, goes back to 
to relationships and a network. I mean, you're, you're, you're growing your network. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, who, who speaks about you, you know, who can say good things about you, uh, about Mark Allnett being on this football oversight committee when I'm, you know, talking with Sandy Barber, the AD at, at Penn State, or Greg Byrne, the AD at Alabama, Whit Babcock, the AD at, at Virginia Tech, uh, you know, whoever it might be. But now I'm at the same table with them, offering my thoughts, offering my opinions on, you know, how we should, uh, should how we should approach, you know, uh, um, a given situation. Um, it is valuable, and and I encourage again young people to. It's not all about you know, going to that convention, going to that conference, you know, when you do have that ability to expand your horizon somewhat and, and join a committee, um, you know, that, that's important because again, people are going to see you in terms of, you know, how you work and truly have an idea of what you're all about, which is, which is very important. Now, in regards to your second part about, you know, the current social issues, um, you know, specifically from a football oversight committee standpoint, um, you know, we've had conversations, you know, about that, um, you know, which, you know, is what it is. Um, you know, I'm one of two African-American uh, members on that committee. So, you know, I'm, you know, I, I spoke up and felt the need to, to speak up and just remind people that, again, the, the names of the people that I mentioned earlier, that were all great leaders, you know, in our in our institution, not just athletic directors, but leaders in our institutions. And, and this is the opportunity for us to make an impact, you know, not just with our staff and student athletes, but, you know, with, with faculty, staff and students for our institution and, and be leaders. Okay. We, we want our student athletes to be leaders on a given campus that we need to be leaders, you know, in this, in the, in this role. And, um, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, some, some folks out there uh, that are putting together, you know, obviously great action plans, initiatives, and so on and so forth, which I think is good. Uh, you know, I think we have some, we have momentum, you know, on this topic, on this issue to be able to have construction, constructive um, conversations and dialogue and potentially, you know what, maybe throw that education piece out there when warranted and needed and, and be able to come, come together with some action items that, that make sense, that, that are based on respect, you know, for, for each other. And last but not least is if we're going to come together with some action items, you know, let's have a level of uh, level of accountability, you know, as well, which is which is very important. So um, that's that's how I approach com- committees. And uh, and, you know, again, I think it's very valuable in terms of development of one's uh, career. Well, that's all. That's great. That's awesome. It's been a pleasure. I, I Do you realize we've been talking uh, for almost 30 minutes now and, and it seems like it's been uh, five minutes but uh, I think I think that's how our conversations usually go. Um, you know, always trying to uh, find ways to uplift one another and support one another. Uh, and, and that accountability, like you said, um, you holding me accountable, um, me holding you accountable makes makes us both better. And um, we can be better leaders for for everyone. Um, and and I, I write I wrote about that in the book, The Table. And uh, because of the experiences that we had as student athletes and wanting to pass along some of that information. And this podcast is going to be another, I would say, uh, piece to pass along uh, to current people in athletics, to current student athletes, uh, former student athletes, for that matter, that may want to get back into college athletics. Um, You've been a great guest and I appreciate having you on. And um, it's always an honor 
pleasure to call you my friend. And I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing and uh, have everything you've done and everything that you're going to do. Um, we need more people like you in these roles and uh, look forward to continue to watch your progress and things that you accomplish in life. So just want to say thank you. And uh, where can our listeners find you um, if they want to reach out? Uh, athletic director at buffalo.edu. I'm also uh, active on Twitter. All met 41 is my, uh, is my Twitter handle. So, I mean, those are, you know, two best ways to be able to get a hold of me. And, uh, and again, um, as, as I say, if someone reaches out to me, uh, I will respond. And if someone wants to have a conversation, as you just mentioned, Pat, I mean, this is a 30 minute conversation and it didn't feel like 30 minutes. I'm, I'm willing to you know try to carve out some of my time to hopefully, uh, you know, my words will help them you know, grow and develop. But I too want to thank you for having me on. Um, you know, this has been good. And, and again, just keep up the good work that you're doing. Uh, you know, we talk about how both of us have grown over the last 30 years or close to 30 years. It's been very impressive to, to see, you know, what you've done, uh, you know, throughout your career and how you're, you know, able to, you know, and I, and I mentioned this, I'm serious about it. It's like anytime I go to a, to a new institution and I've had these three opportunities, you know, and, you know, one of the first people I, I sit down with is our, is our strength conditioning um, uh, coach. And I mention your name and it's almost like, holy cow. I mean, they're legend, you know, the man, this, that unbelievable. You have a sale. Can I please reach out to him? I have a question. So, you know, the impact that you're making Pat on again, this profession is, uh, is, is extraordinary. And, and, you know, likewise, I look forward to you doing big things, not just as a professional, but uh, also looking at it through the lens of a, of a great friend. I appreciate that, man. Well, we'll wrap this one up. Thank you for joining us. And uh, everyone take care. And uh, beyond sets and reps, uh, where we're providing the performance edge. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Soranex Exercise Equipment. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can find show notes and more at beyondsetsandreps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-N-D-S-E-T-S-A-N-D-R-E-P-S dot com.